0: Welcome back to the Viking Update Show. It is Monday morning. It is a fascinating time to be a fan of or an observer of the Minnesota Vikings. They are facing some immense decisions uh, that could come down the pike here pretty quickly. I was in Green Bay on Sunday, got back late last night. Trading deadline is Tuesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Kirk Cousins is likely out for the season, maybe out for the next 9, 10 months. His future in the NFL and with the Vikings is very much in question and Quezzy Adolfo Mensa has to decide whether to invest in this team, whether to give up in the season, whether to trade people away, whether to trade for people, how much he trusts his backup quarterbacks, whether either of them could be a long term solution. There is so much on the table right now, John. And, uh, you know, it was a very strange thing to be in Lambeau Field, watch the Vikings win. Win handily in a place they you know, they win, but they don't win handily very often. I think it was the first time they ever had like a twenty-one point lead since Brett Favre went back to uh, Lambeau as a Viking. They win a game. They have a three-game winning streak. They look like they're set up for success, and that locker room was pretty much dead quiet when I walked in. I mean, that's the the thing
1: I kept thinking about, Jim, as I was watching the game from my house, um, and and just seeing. A team play so well and really start to kind of I think restore some belief in their potential for this season because you think coming off of the a great Monday night win against San Francisco then going into Green Bay and just really dominating that game from start to finish so not only did the Vikings I think looked good but the Packers looked really bad which is like you know, Viking fan Christmas um, you, you, you couldn't ask for much more and so as a, you know the game is going on and you're thinking hey this is this is starting to shape up all right maybe maybe the Vikings will be in this seer in this season and in playoff contention and and maybe Quezzy makes a, a move or two at the deadline and bolsters the defense and, and gets them rolling and maybe Justin Jefferson comes back a little bit sooner and um, and and they can make a run at this thing. And, and so for that kind of emotion to all of a sudden just be completely dashed when that ripple goes through Cousins' calf um, as he plants, I mean, it was staggering. And there are so many kind of emotions about it. You feel bad for Kirk, who was playing maybe the best football of his career. Um, he really seemed to have really kind of cemented his place in that locker room with how much guys respected him and, and, and really just genuinely like him. And, and so now um, it all gets, you know, thrown up into the air. Uh, Who knows what's going to happen without cousins, but it's certainly the prospects for this season, all of a sudden become very, very daunting. Um, I know we didn't expect Case Keenum to come in and do what he did, but I expect even less of Jaron Hall or Sean Mannion or Nick Mullins or, or, or any of their options right now. So um, just a unbelievable happenstance because I really do think this team was finding its groove and Cousins was playing so well, and now who knows what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and um, as you said, sometimes strange things happen. Case Keenum has had one good NFL season start to finish, and as with the Vikings in 2017, now that team also had number one ranked defense. Uh, you know, a rising star in Def- Stefan Diggs. I believe they had. Uh, you know, they had Thielen playing at the top of his game. Uh, you know, they they had. It was a slightly different circumstance, but you know, we're going to find out. I think. I think we're going to find out whether Jaron Hall can play. Maybe we're going to find out whether Nick Mullins can can be this kind of a player. Here, here's where. Here's, to me, the most fascinating thing about this. Uh, Once we get past the emotions of seeing Kirk, as you said, Kirk has become, to me, uh, as someone who's an outsider to some of the players and the team employers I've talked to, he really has seemed to become a different human being the last couple of years. Uh, He has seemed to be more relaxed, more fun. Uh, I think a better leader. He has performed like a leader. He performed incredibly well in the clutch last year. I thought he showed a lot of leadership this year, even during the tough times. So once you get past that, set, you know, kind of the sadness of of seeing this season in his career take this hit. You know, you, you just start asking, what do you do, or do you do anything? Uh, do you trade? Do you trade assets away to bring in a backup quarterback who might not be able to get the system right away, and knowing that you might need all your draft assets next year to maneuver in the draft to get the quarterback you want, because even if you love Kirk cousins, even if you wanted him to be your long term, you're not going to sign him to a five year, $300 million deal when he can't play in training camp. You're just not, nobody's going to invest that in him right now. So, I mean, I've already written about it. I've already talked about it. How do you view that dilemma right now?
1: It's a huge dilemma. Um, I, th- I mean, it, I, I think that I would look at it as a case-by-case basis in terms of you know, what is available, what is the asking price. Because you remember when Teddy Bridgewater went down and they went and got Sam Bradford, they paid a, a hefty premium because it was still in preseason. Uh, You're going to get a full season for him. And he had an established uh track record even if he had a lot of injuries he had track record of being a productive starting quarterback in this league I just don't there's I don't see any quarterback out there right now that is feasible available that would kind of command a huge return on what you would be asking to bring him in but you'd be asking to bring him in in the middle of a season to learn the offense to adjust to receivers to do all of those things and so um it that the the uh chances of it really working out are much lower than when Case Keenum was already here and in camp. So that's why I look at it. I I wonder if some sort of combination of Jaron Hall, Nick Mullins, if he's healthy, Sean Man, whoever it is that is already in here and in the system and and knows it has a better chance of some sense of success uh as opposed to bringing in someone totally new from the outside. Uh that's just what I do wonder about and that's why I would be probably a little bit reluctant to pay too much to go get someone because the other part of it is is as as well as the Vikings have played these last several games now, I don't say I don't look at this roster and say this is a Super Bowl type of a contender of a roster with uh, with a really with a good quarterback, uh, you know, that's available on the open market right now. Um, I don't think they're that close to doing that. And so that's why why I would probably be a little bit more conservative in terms of, you know, what I look for and what I would be willing to give up for a quarterback.
0: Agreed. I, I want to make another point about Hall here in a second. We want to let you know this is the Viking Update Show. He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. I'm Jim Suhan from Star TV, and Brandon Morton is our producer and has been for a long time. We want to thank our many sponsors to make all of this possible. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. We want to thank Aquarius Home Services. Also thank Twill and the Dining Galleria. That's my clothing store. I buy all my stuff there. TSR Injury Law, 612-TSR-TIME, Star Bank, Star Dot Bank. And Tuttle's, who uh, hosts so many of our live shows. Thanks to everyone, and thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it. The other thing about Hall is, you know, they didn't draft him just to be some guy they cut next year in training camp. They drafted him because they thought there was something there and that he could possibly be a future starter in this league. And if he wasn't going to be a future starter in this league, at least maybe gives him a young, promising backup who can come in and run around and make some plays. They probably... As they have to face all these quarterback decisions in the next, you know, whatever it is, nine, 10 months, they probably want to get a read on whether he can do it or not, and whether he can handle the pressure, whether he can run a team. Um, I think they have a sense, because Nick Mullins has been in the league for a while and had to start for a while in 49, 49ers. I think they have a sense that he's a a pretty good backup who can step in. Um, but this week is a really fascinating week for Jaron Hall. He's going to be the starter on Sunday. Um, They're going to go play against a Falcons team that is very average. That just lost its star defensive tackle for the season. Uh, And they might be basing Taylor Taylor Heineke because Desmond Ritter got benched for Heineke at halftime. This will be interesting. Can Jaren Hall go into this situation, which won't be the toughest game he's ever going to play in his life, and can he maneuver this team? Can he manage this team to a victory? And if he does, why at that point would you make a change? Yeah, I mean, do you have another
1: uh – yeah, Brock Purdy, Tyson Bajan on your hands. Uh, you can at least maybe try to find out. Now, I will say that in general, uh, quarterbacks who are drafted where Jaron Hall was drafted typically would need longer than half of this half of their first season to be fully immersed in the offense and ready to play at a high level, and at least give them the best chance. But this is a good test to just see how he handles it and maybe you don't expect him to be will levis for the titans um this the, this weekend and throw four touchdowns and look you know just unbelievable um in his first start but i think that there will be a lot of eyeballs on him in the locker room in the on the coaching staff just to see how he handles and carries himself both in practice this week and then in the game and I think even more so than you know some of the production or the lack of production that you might see from him in the game on Sunday um just kind of the the way that he handles this moment will probably give them a good indicator of okay is this a guy who just has sort of the intangibles and the leadership and the and the mental qualities that you look for in a quarterback that then maybe you can build on in the coming weeks and then maybe in the years ahead or does he look completely overwhelmed does it does this moment seem very too much too big for him and does he kind of you know re- retreat into a shell and maybe then that you you look at that and say okay maybe this you know maybe this isn't the way to go not just for the short term but for the long term here it's kind of unfortunate that he is being thrust into this position already, because you know that it's it's the timeline has definitely uh, been expedited for his development one way or another. But when you throw someone into the deep end and see if they can swim, that that can tell you a little bit. So I do think that it will be productive for this team to put Jaron Hall in that situation and just see how he handles it. Whether it means that he becomes this uh, really poised and and uh, you know and solid kid that that actually leads them to a win or if he looks like this this just isn't for him kind of a situation, they're going to find out and and that's uh that's something that they can benefit from as they continue to evaluate what they have on this roster.
0: And I'll say this when I watched him in training camp, when I watched him in preseason and when I watched him yesterday <laughs> I did not get it. I didn't see anything that made me say, oh, wow, this might be something. Now, yes. I, right now, I watched some of his BUIU tape and I saw him make some really kind of intuitive, tight throws with really good touch downfield. and I saw him move around well. I have not seen that uh, at the pro level yet. If he's got it in him, now would be the time to show it.
1: Yeah, and you know, you remember like uh, this summer, Jim, when you know they were in the mini camps and even early in training camp, you, you started to hear a little bit from people to say, "Hey, I kind of like you know what what Jaron Hall is bringing to the table. It seems like he has got a good presence about him. Uh, he moves around pretty well. He's picking things up pretty quickly." And so I was watching it and like, okay, uh, let's let's just see let's see what this looks like. Then when he got into the preseason, there was just I didn't really see a whole lot there at all for, for him to, to, you know, for me to look at and say, okay, that's, that's an NFL quarterback right there. That's a starting NFL quarterback. I didn't, I just didn't see it from a physical aspect of it. So maybe, you know, with, uh, with a half of a season of continued practice and study and, um, and being around the team and watching how Kirk does it and all those things, maybe that could all be a benefit to him, but I am definitely going into this week, and I will go into the Falcons game next weekend. Where if he comes out and plays really well and makes a couple of you know big throws and 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 kind of leads them to a victory, uh, I'll be surprised. Uh, this it will be one of those things where it's like okay, I I did not know what to expect, and this is exceeding my expectations. My the bar has been set pretty low for him just in the small sample size of things. That I saw from him in the preseason, so uh, this will be this will be something that uh, I'm not expecting him to be, you know, lighting the world on fire at all. I just want to see him be semi competent and be able to, to to lead some drives and and not be a complete liability out there.
0: Yes, um, if you like the show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. You can go to talknorth.com, find the John Krasinski show, find John Malay, Jeff Diamond, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal all of our other stars we have lined up at talknorth.com And we are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Service Studios, and we want to thank, once again, Aquarius Home Services football, eating chili, and cool crisp air. You gotta love fall, and it gets better. Aquarius has extended their Kinetico fall blowout sale to November 18th. That means 25% off the world's most efficient water treatment system. Enjoy spotless dishes, shiny fixtures, and purified drinking water. As your independent authorized Kinetico dealer, Aquarius is here to make your water worries go away. Enjoy 25% off and schedule your free water analysis today at KineticoMN.com. Aquarius, earning the right to be recommended. I also want to tell you about Twill in the Dyna Galleria. That is Scott Dayton's. His name's right on it. Twill by Scott Dayton in the Dyna Galleria. I buy all my stuff there. Uh, and what I love about this stuff is it's really high quality, but it doesn't, it's not flashy. You know, I mean, I, I bought a, a really nice suit there that I've been wearing. I've worn to a bunch of events I've gone to this year. I also buy my casual stuff there. Just the Brax jeans. I, I've been, I have... Brax, they're kind of they're kind of in that chino to jeans to casual dress variety depending on exactly what brand you buy and I actually find them more more comfortable than my blue jeans and they look better than my blue jeans and I can wear them with a nice shirt or a tie or a sport jacket uh, you can wear the tennis shoes you can wear them with dress shoes they're just so versatile and they you know and you can get them in any color almost every any fabric um, between the Brax pants I bought, the Stenstrom dress shirts I bought, and like I've said this before when talking about Twill, these are not, you know, buy for a dollar type shirts. You're not These are not disposable shirts. You buy Stenstrom, you buy Brax, you're going to have it for the rest of your life. They're going to stay in great shape. Uh, they stand up to wear. They stand up to laundering or dry cleaning very well. You're, you're buying a a piece of clothing you can wear the rest of your life. And that's what I like. I don't want 8 million pieces of clothes in my in my closet, I don't want to go shopping a lot. When I buy something, I want it to be good. That's what I found at Twill. Twill in the Adina Galleria. By Scott Dayton. Go in there. Uh, all the salespeople uh, and and workers know us. Uh, obviously, we know Scott very well. Say hello. Tell them we sent you, and they will uh, they will find you some cool stuff. Also, want to let you know about our longtime sponsor TSR Injury Law six one two TSR Time. That's it's it's funny. One thing Steve Terry always tells me: he say like, just just tell them we'll help them if they call six one two. TSR time. That's all you really need to know. They will not charge you unless they win your case, and they win lots of cases. That's why they are still growing. Even after moving into the spacious offices down the beautiful building in that Bloomington area, they're still growing because they keep winning cases. 612 TSR Time. Also, want to let you know that Star Bank, uh, new website location, now it is Star.bank. Star dot bank. Uh, Big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps, convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about StarBank. StarBank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. Their family owner treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at StarBank, and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be. A throwback to the good days. Mobile app, check, convenient services. You got it. Check out StarBank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with the local community bank that cares. StarBank.net, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. We also want to thank Tuttle's. Who puts on so many of our live shows? Tuttles is your Vikings headquarters for the best football party. They have great game day specials on Miller Lite and Coors Light tap beer, tall stadium cups for just five bucks, plus five dollar food specials including brats, hot dogs, jumbo sloppy joes, and pulled pork sandwiches. If pizza's your thing, get five bucks off any large pizza. Tuttles has cool game day giveaways too, including a free number board with your chance to win a one hundred dollar gift card. Take in all the Viking game food, fun, and festivities at Tunnels. Tunnels Bar and Grill in Hopkins. Go Vikes! So I, I will say this. I really don't want to see Sean Mannion play. I'm intrigued by Hall. I think that Mullins can at least play the position at a professional level. I really don't want to see Mannion again. I,
1: I agree with you, Jim. We we know what we you have there. Um, and so it, it feels like if you were to do uh, something like put Sean Mannion in there, it's not giving you any value either for the present in trying to win games or for the future and trying to evaluate what you have. Um, You, you absolutely know what kind of a player that he is Mullins may, you know, Mullins I, I would like to see maybe get some run um, and some extended run just to see what his ceiling is. But we also don't know how his back is going to hold up and, and all of those things that he's got to deal with, just from a health perspective. But I think that you could also, at least, in putting Mullins out there, say, hey, at least he gives us a, maybe a better chance to win right now. And you know, he—he he, this is a big moment for him as he tries to continue to forge a career in the NFL and just kind of show that he can either be a backup for an extended period of time or, or just. You know kind of see if he has what it's what's in him to make a one of those runs that sometimes backup quarterbacks do make with a team a la Case Keenum. So, um, I, we, I would like to see that there would be intrigue with that to see just how how much he could manufacture of this offense cl- close to what Kirk Cousins does. Uh, with Jaron Hall, it's all about hey, the future and what you know, what are the possibilities here. Um but, but you're right with Sean Mannion. I just don't see anything that he really brings to the table that would inspire you one way or the other to, to keep running him out there week after week.
0: Now the intrigue surrounding maybe the two best players on the roster. Daniil Hunter is never able to get a long-term deal done here. He is by far their best defender. He's having a great year. He's 28, is in his prime, negative uh, 8% body fat, uh, an incredible physical specimen and worker, uh, a guy who's never complained about publicly about his contract, a guy to me, the kind of guy you need to keep around. But if you're going to trade anybody for value at the trading deadline, he's the guy. Uh, then you have, uh, Justin Jefferson and the question, the conspiracy theory question is, will his agents say, you don't want to rush back from a hamstring to play with Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins. Uh, so let's start with Hunter. Uh, I you know, personally, I just think when you have a player of this caliber, you make him a priority. You find a way to get a long term deal done. You keep them because if you trade him, you're immediately starting the search for someone half as good as him. Uh, what do you think they do with Hunter? What do you think they should do with Hunter?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would love to see them keep him, Jim. I mean, because he has answered every question that we've had over the last year now um, about him. Number one, can he stay healthy? Yes, he has stayed healthy. Uh, he looks fantastic. He's moving around like the Daniel Hunter of old. He has he played in every game last season. He's played in every game this season. He looks terrific that way. So that's wiped out. Number two is can is can he play in this sort of three four system? Is he is he a guy that can play that edge rusher role? Um, the way that they want him to, or is he a better fit for a four, three more traditional hand in the ground type of a rush? And uh, in, in that respect, he has been in remarkably productive uh, in this system. So he's done everything that you could ask of him to do to say that this is a foundational building block piece. He is uh, producing like through this point of his career at a hall of fame level. Um, And so ideally, you would say, find a way to keep him, you know, make this make this work long term. You don't have very many other pieces on defense that you feel really good about. Find a way to do it. But what we know of the history now between the team and the player and his agents is it's gotten to be pretty uh, frayed the last couple of times they've gone through any kind of negotiation and so i think that i have some doubts that both sides can come to agreement on a long-term deal to keep him in purple i just it it seems like each time they go back to the table it gets a little bit more tense and a little bit more strained and a, and and all of those things which which would then lead me to say if you don't think you can get a deal done with him and now you've lost your quarterback for the rest of the season i mean you have to really at least consider your options here and look at what's available and if there is a big you know a trade package that you can get back in return i think you really have to think long and hard about it i don't want to see daniel hunter go i think that he's at a position is that is so important that it would be great for them to keep him. I just don't know the realistic, the, the the reality of getting a deal done with him when it's come down to the wire so many times before.
0: Yep, and then you have Jefferson, and it'll be a fascinating decision for him. Uh, he will have people in his corner saying, don't go out and get hurt for a team that didn't sign to a long-term deal, and there will be Justin Jefferson's pull to be a historically great player, and to be a historically great player, you got to play and you got to produce.
1: My 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 read on this, Jim, and I could be totally wrong, but I would think that J- Justin will play. Um, I, think I agree. That it's, I think it's important for him to play. I think he he is competitive and he wants to be out there. And whether, and I I think in some ways, you, it, without Kirk, he knows that this offense needs him more than ever. And um and and he is at a point in his career where he's young enough. He's been productive enough. He is one of the rare players, I believe, who even if he does get injured again, as long as it's not catastrophic. Um, but if he gets hurt uh, after coming back, he's still going to get a huge uh, contract uh, from the Vikings, probably or certainly be valued on the on the open market. So, like his his market value is not going down if he comes back because even if. Like, if if he doesn't produce as much, it's because of the quarterback. Everyone knows it. Uh, If he, if he comes back and gets hurt, he'll, he'll, he'll heal up and he'll be fine. And it will actually even be looked at as well. Hey, he, he pushed through it and he came back trying to help this team and be here for this team that was languishing. So um, I, I think that he will come back just because he wants to play and he wants to be out there. And, and I, I think the last thing Justin Jefferson wants is to be, Looked at as a guy that says, "You know what? Uh, I'm going to just sit back here, guys, and I'm going to let you guys struggle without me. You, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to let this play out."
0: I agree with you. Uh, last topic for today. There are a million other things we can get to, but we will get to them all in good time. We had to hit the big stories today. Last thing: uh, Matt Lafleur, after losing to hmm. the Vikings, says we're a mess, and uh, Jordan Love is not good enough. I don't know if Lafleur is good enough. There's not – I mean, they have some, some defensive talent. Uh, they have young receivers who might be good, but we're not sure. I mean, their best offensive player is an old running back right now, Aaron Jones. Um, they're, they're no good. They're no good. And, and here's what I was thinking about
1: yesterday, Jim, before Cousins' injury and even after Cousins' injury. There's been a lot of debate in Viking country about do you keep Kirk Cousins, do you not keep Kirk Cousins? What do you do long term at quarterback? And there is an understandable intrigue about going away from cousins and going into the draft, getting a, a rookie quarterback and having him be your guy for the next however long. Um, but I think that all everyone all everyone has to do is look across the field. At the Green Bay Packers and see the dangers of that approach because they had, even though Aaron Rodgers was not all that great last year and they have to deal with a lot of stuff, he was a great quarterback. And what we are seeing now is that Aaron Rodgers, I think, covered up a whole lot of faults and flaws with that entire organization, whether it's coaching, whether it was talent on the offensive side of the ball, whether it was putting their the defense in better positions to be successful. Um you the the you know by the end of the Aaron Rodgers era, the Packers were just done with it. And I understand he was a lot to deal with. Um and they just said, can we just get rid of this guy? We have this this other shiny first round pick. It's been waiting in the wings it's his turn. We can just pick up and get him in there and give him a give him a go and Jordan love gets in there and he stinks like he stinks when you watch him yesterday, some of the decisions that he was making running the ball on fourth and long and doing all these, you know, making these poor throws. um, He stinks. And when your quarterback stinks, it's a lot harder for your young coach to look like the genius that he was being cast as for all the wins that they were having. It's a lot harder for the defense to play um, when they know there's so little margin for error. Um, the receivers that are that are have never been all that special outside of Devontae Adams all of a sudden look really terrible when they don't have an all-world quarterback thrown to them. And so, you know, you translate that over to the Vikings, and Kirk Cousins is not has never been on Aaron Rodgers' level in a term of production, but man, especially this season, so, so solid and and playing so well. And I think you know, you could even argue that maybe Kwesi Adolfa is is in this camp of, as well of like looking for, for the big franchise quarterback and looking beyond it. But you could move away from Cousins in the offseason and then you go and draft a, a player and he could turn out to be Jordan Love. There's more likely that he turns out to be Jordan Love than some stud franchise level franchise changing talent. And that's the danger that that the Vikings face going forward now, and it makes it even harder with the Cousins' injury. But the Packers, I think, really believed that they were going to move on, and once they got this diva out of here, it was going to be so much easier to operate. And they have found out that, um, oh, man, maybe Aaron Rodgers was covering up a lot of our, our blemishes, and now they're wide open for the entire world to see
0: look at the NFC North. Uh, the two better teams went and got a recycled veteran quarterback who can play the position. The two help currently hopeless teams yep. uh, drafted, developed, and are going nowhere right now. Uh, we're going to have a lot more to talk about Next week and going forward in the season, it's going uh, it to be sad, but but fascinating as we go through. And I think Vikings fans are used to that uh, combination. Also, check out John on the John Krasinski Show, our Timberwolves show at TalkNorth.com. Uh, great stuff with an- another fascinating team. So, hey, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks for our, to all of our sponsors. Thanks to Brandon Morton, and we'll talk to you next week.